movies that we're going over what is it it's like let's jump right in pretend it's not pretend nothing happened there was no break what are you talking about 24 hours that's crazy <laughs> and, and if you can't tell i'm the one who's uh been i'm the one who's on the the uh the overnight schedule so they're yeah. they're both going they're both just waking <laughs> up and i'm like let's do this guys come on yeah, it's isn't like wonderful? <laughs> all right um be able to do what you want to do right now you're like yeah yeah and i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, maybe. Um, all right, so moving right into phase three, guys. Uh, we have Captain America Civil War at 2016. Uh, Garrett, where do you have him on your list? I'm sorry, Civil War. Uh, I have... Sorry, my app is low, D. No, you're fine. Zach, where do you have Civil War? <laughs> we'll go with, we'll throw it to Zach. Uh, Civil War is number five on my list. Okay. Um, hey, number three for me. Nice. Okay. I've got him at number seven, uh, which puts him in order. It goes Civil War, Avengers, Winter Soldier for me. So, really, you your Civil War is lower on your list than mine. Um, I think it's just because there are a lot of other films that like. If I'm, I'm looking at like one through six, and I'm like, these are all ones that just again percent point ones of percentages above. You know, oh, okay. Again, it's still in my top 10, and anything in my top 10 can still be moved around, basically. Yeah, very so. adjustable, very uh, fluid in that area. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, as we get more into my top, my top, uh, my top, like, five and six, you'll see why it's at seven. Mm -hmm. um, like, because I think the only one that's above it right now that we've talked about is Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah. um, anyway, thoughts on Civil War, guys. Uh, Garrett? Um, I mean, what can you say about Civil War? It's... Um... That hasn't been said. It's fantastic. Yeah, uh, um, it's, it's great. I hated yeah. the Nazi propaganda part of it. What and you said? Uh, what can you say about Civil War that hasn't been said? So I'm trying to think of something that hasn't been said about it yet. <laughs> yeah, that that okay. definitely hasn't been said. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favorite things about Civil War that nobody ever talked about for a while before Infinity War came out was that it was like the first one that the villain won. And it was one of my favorite things. Like, honestly, I think I still think, having rewatched these recently, I still think Zemo is one of the best villains in the MCU period. Like, I think probably Thanos is above him, but and there's probably, like, one or two others. Um, but Zemo is definitely in, like, the top five of MCU villains. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think he's my, the best in, 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 in terms of, you know, his, like, how well he executed his plan, sure. But I don't, I don't know if, like... If like when I felt like that character had the best motivations or uh, was the See, most, I don't, you know, like I don't know, a, like a lot of people, a lot of people said that, but I don't understand that. I think his motivations are fine. Like, sure, you could have fleshed it out more, but this is already like a solid two and a half hour movie. I feel like if you threw more villain motivation in there, it would have been a little over the top. Like he has perfect motivations to want to take down the Avengers because his family died in Sokovia. And I'm like, okay, I'm on board. So his motivations there... are the same as Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, but we don't mm -hmm. care for their character development. 
Right, he was a catalyst. Like ultimately, I see what Dante's saying. He's a catalyst that accomplished something very interesting that no other villain did. But he himself, as a person, isn't all that unique. But what he accomplished was unique. So it, it's I do understand both sides of this argument. So okay, what I'm saying yeah. is, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm going to be the middle. So I'm going to be Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. No, I I just I really like Zemo. Um, I'm really excited that he's going to be coming back. Spoilers for later in the podcast. Ooh. Um, and I don't know. I, I I think I think he's a really. I mean, especially as a catalyst for this movie, I think yeah. he does a perfect job at at what he's supposed to do in this film. I think um another character that has a great introduction in that film is obviously Black Panther. I think his mm-hmm. motivations and his. Uh, his small little storyline and it, that directly correlating with um, the ending and with Baron Zemo's. Um, oh yeah, that's a great scene. Scene is phenomenal, and you know Black Panther learning a lesson in that small moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the most character growth that Black Panther's gotten this far in the MCU. <laughs> that actually brings up something that well, he dealt with a lot in his film. That's true. Well, we'll we'll get there anyway. But yeah, what were you gonna say, Zach? Uh, that that just brings up an issue I have with the film. Um, it is number five. I do really enjoy it, but it it has a it has an issue of there are some core characters that have motivation and they have um, a reason to be there, and then the, then there are a lot of characters who are either there as a favor, like that the whole airport scene is fun. Um, and I'm actually working on a video about this right now. It's fun. But uh, most of the characters have no reason to be there outside of I was just asked to be here, and they're punching people that they're not necessarily that they don't necessarily want to punch or have any real motivation for, and so a lot of the fights feel like sparring matches because it's like yeah, you know why do why do Black Widow and Hawkeye want to fight? Well, they don't. Well, that one definitely feels like <laughs> yeah, match. yeah. But, or so like Vision I... versus Ant Man. It's like okay, it's like you yeah, know, and that's the like... thing. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, well, I, I'm. I was about to say that I've. I disagree with with your points, and I've actually like we've talked extensively about this, and mm-hmm. and I like, consistently have disagreed with with what, your point. I think I think you have an interesting point, and I think you have a point that uh, even Garrett is kind of agreeing with some a, a little bit. Like I think you have a point that a lot of people enough to, enough of a point to make a video on it. <laughs> so yeah. I support you in making a video. Yeah. Um, however, I personally don't. I don't agree with that because I think because I think you already have enough emotional uh, enough fights in that film with emotional core and value yeah. that I'm okay with the big fanfare fight that's just for the fans. Well, then you're not um, disagreeing with me. You're just simply saying also, that no, other no, no, things well, make up for it. And, uh, that's no, fine. Yeah, yeah I'm, but I'm, also I, that's it's number five on my list. I'm by by yeah, no yeah, means yeah. I'm saying it makes it a bad film. I'm just saying that a problem with the film is that. There are there that that one fight lacks significant. There there are four, four people in that fight that are there for a reason, and it's oh. Cap, Iron Man, Winter Soldier, and Black Panther. Those four people, when they are fighting, it's like the 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 punches are hard and the um the emotion is there. When I watch Falcon and Winter Soldier fight Spider Man, it's fun and I enjoy watching it, but it's not really. There's no at no point am I like Spider Man's you know trying to murder that person or has legitimate like. He does not have yeah. a reason to throw a punch yeah. any more than they do. And that's the kind of thing that bothers me. And I think it's very important that characters so think, have motivation for actions. I think the yeah, other, and I I think, think the problem that I think you're trying to get at is that no one's necessarily the villain. So, like, when Spider-Man... Except Iron Man. 
yeah. uh, so when Spider-Man's uh, fighting Mysterio, one side is trying to kill somebody, is trying to stop that person, and or some one team's just trying to get past the other team, and the it, and the other team like is trying to right. put handcuffs on them. So there, no one actually is trying to kill anybody. I mean. But I the think vision can probably is, kill somebody yeah. without thinking about it. But yeah, I think <laughs> that is an, an issue of that. Part. Honestly, it's not an issue of like uh, needing a villain per se. I'm like, I don't mind that. Um, it's it's legitimately just I'm like, I can have two heroes fight. Just give me give give me a legitimate reason to have them fight. It's what um, Batman give them, give Superman them a reason to want give right. them a reason to want to hurt each other. Right, Batman um, versus Superman I, I, had this problem. Uh, Bruce Wayne yeah. in the very beginning, you gave him a perfect read. Like, and in that moment, Bruce Wayne isn't a villain, neither a Superman. But when you see him holding the child and she's pointing to where her mother was, the building that Superman just knocked over, you're going, I he that that character now has the perfect motivation to fight. Then the movie goes on, and all the motivations get so muddled by the end. They're just punching. You're going, I don't feel anything. I'm not rooting for anyone because I don't understand anyone's motivations. They're just fighting yeah. because it's called Batman for Superman, and that's the kind of thing I don't like. Civil War, at the end when they're actually fighting, everyone you understand everyone's motivations clear as day. I get it. In the tarmac scene, it's like, wait, so why is Ant Man here? Why is Vision here? What is Hawkeye fighting See, for? I, and, none that, and none of it makes that much sense, and then you lose something in it. it doesn't ruin the film, but it turns the whole situation into kind of like a, a fun sparring match, and I and it, it contrasts so so starkly with the rest of the film that it kind of pulls me out a little bit. And that's, yeah, see, see, see. For me, I think I, I and that's my I whole video in, in two minutes. There you go, guys. Yeah, I'll yeah. have to make the video now. <laughs> so, um, I, I I understand what you're saying, and I think. I think for me, I'm okay with just the core people having the stronger motivations and then everyone else being there either because they were asked or because of the accords. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, I guess it just doesn't bug me that much. That's fine. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. If it bugs you, make a video about it. (laughs) Right. And I, I, and yeah, I, I mean, I, so far what you're saying is you don't, you don't necessarily, I don't disagree with you. you It just doesn't bug me. You just (laughs) just don't mind. I'm like, that's fine. fine. It doesn't ruin the film for me. It's still number five on my list. I just have a, I just like, I want, that's, that scene's always bugged me. And I was wanting to point out why. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, and uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, um, besides the fact that like that end, uh, well, two things, actually, that end fight is amazing. And one of the reasons I love that film is because, uh, in that moment, I could flip to either side, and that's what I loved about this film, is that realistically, depending on what like point of view you're coming at it, I could be on either Iron Man's or Captain America's side. What and... are you talking about? Iron Man's like... Iron Man is way into... Okay, never... explain. I'm like... Okay, so I've never heard anyone the... say that they could get on Tony's side in that moment. At the end? Yeah, I've always heard people say that's like his like stance in the Sokovia Accords they're with, but I've never heard anyone say like, yeah, that moment which has to murder people, like he does to murder Captain America. Yeah, well, oh boy. No, okay, I, so, I so, 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 so I, 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 I'm not saying that in that situation, had that happened to me, I would act like Tony does. However, given the character of Tony, okay, so I guess I phrased that wrong. In the first half, before that scene. I can be on either side because I can understand both sides of the argument over the over the accords. Um, generally, I agree with Captain America, but you know that's fine. Um, in the end scene, I can I can see where uh, what I appreciated was that it wasn't 
some dumb thing to get Iron Man to attack Captain America. It was something very personal that had been set up in the rest of the film and kind of in the rest of the universe. And I really appreciated that in that moment. Like, even if I was Tony in that moment, I wouldn't want to kill Captain America, but I would sure want to punch him across the face. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Like, that's kind of what I'm I'm coming from, is, like, I understand... In that moment, the stakes are so personal that I understand everybody's motivation and that's that's your main problem with the with the with the the airport scene is that you don't so right. I, I i see what <laughs> no, that makes sense what I'm okay i'm totally with you yep yeah. yep yep yeah um and the other thing i wanted to mention was that uh i love spider-man's introduction into this movie and i think um we'll get to this later but i do think that this film is the most comics accurate version of spider-man that we've gotten in the mcu we'll get to his two solo films um which i don't think are bad but I think if you're looking for like the classic, <laughs> if you're looking for the classic Peter Parker, this film is the closest that we've gotten in this universe. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, yeah. Anything else you guys want to say, or shall we move on? Oh, we could probably talk for hours on Civil War. Let's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Civil yeah. War is one of the movies in this in this universe that we could um, realistically make guess, an actual episode on. Yeah, I guess what I, um, I do want to add is its direct correlation to the outcome of future events is fantastic. Um, like. Obviously, we know that they have these things planned, but like, uh, into Civil War, into Infinity War is like, like how you know, kind of lukewarm Age of Ultron is. Like it that that planned out story of Tony basically being responsible for the Sokovia Accords and relate that making the Avengers break up, which make them lose the fight against Thanos. Is I mean. I mean that's wonderful, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 real good, and I, I I I think that's one of the best things that that has come out of like it, one of the one of the smartest decisions that the that uh, Feige made was to have the Russo brothers do Infinity War and Endgame yeah. because they could they could set up things in Civil War that they could th- then tie into later films, and yeah, yeah it, it works out really well. Um, yeah, okay. All right, now we'll move on. <laughs> uh, good point, Garrett. No, Garrett. Uh, so, Doctor Strange in 2016. Garrett, where is he? I have him at 14. Okay. Zach? Uh, he's an 8. 8? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Top 10. Yep. He's at He's at 19 for me. Holy crap. Wow. He's he's the He is the border between films that I like and films that I don't like. Really? Um, this might yeah. be the biggest uh, difference of opinion. Oh, well, that's not true. Yeah. Right. Trust me. There's going to be one where you guys are going to be blown away. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, so far, so far, definitely so far. Uh, yeah. Garrett, so uh, let's, let's do this like a like a, like a a formal debate. Garrett, what's your point? <laughs> I just think it's a, a fairly decent uh, origin story and introduces a lot to the universe. Um, the, I mean, the only thing I really kind of groan most of the time at is that the one dumb scene where the, the uh, cape ruins his, like, I'm Doctor Strange moment. You know what I mean? Like where he's going back into battle and then the he's suiting up and then the cape just flips into his face just for some oh, yeah. moment of levity and jokiness. That bugs me. Uh, um, I think this film definitely has too many jokes. So Rachel McAdams didn't ha- need to be there. So that, no. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zach, what's your point? Um, he is Doctor Strange, probably one of my favorite characters from the comic. Um, he adds okay. In the same way that the Guardians, that actually, like even just saying that, it actually makes uh, makes 
Oh and yeah, understand if, your, if you're your a fan, perspective a lot more. <laughs> yeah, if you're a fan of him, like this movie isn't bad at all. Um, it, it it adds a ton to the universe, the same way the Guardians did, where it's like, oh, this is a whole another aspect, and I'm really excited to see what they do in the future. It basically, um, it was, and you there's there's movies that you watch, and because of what happens in the film, it might be an okay film, but it so limits what you can do in the future, or the implications mess up future movies. As you, you'll see, I don't like that. This is one of those movies that the implications make the movie better for the future. Like the bed, like what happens in this movie uh, sets up all these other really, really interesting things that could happen in the future. And I found out that like the new ones, it's called Multiverse of Madness, and it's like a Lovecraft mm-hmm. horror film. And I'm like, dear God, that's amazing! So I'm that's my new favorite. Um, that's that a good idea, like, and one thing that I disliked about the first Doctor Strange is I thought it wasn't strange enough. So I hope yeah. they, I hope they take it to the next level. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually really excited for the sequel. Yeah, but we'll get there. But yeah, um, yeah. As far as uh, the visuals were stunning, I love the character. Um, I love the ancient one. Ancient one is probably one That's, of my favorite side. The characters. ancient one, like quote unquote, twist was amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, fantastic! And then um, I love what they did with Mordo. Mordo was an interesting character, and they did something different with it. Um, yeah, as it's, it's okay. other than that, it's a bog standard uh, uh, origin movie. But and like, there's so many. There's at least fifteen other movies in this, which is like, uh, like the. The quality is a sixty to eighty, you know. So it's like right. the, the details are what make it for me, and this one uh, yeah. had the details. So, see, okay, so I can I can totally understand where you're coming from. Um, I'm not a fan of Doctor Strange in the comics. I might become that. I don't know. Um, but my biggest problem was that it was a box standard uh, origin story, and I loved this film when it came out. But rewatching it recently, in and amongst all the rest of the movies, it especially didn't help that later Ragnarok came out and like. A lot of these, a lot of the, and like, like Ant-Man did some of the stuff. I don't know. Like a lot of the visuals in Doctor Strange, I think have kind of been, have failed in comparison to some that have come since. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the problem is because when you watch it in and amongst all the rest of the universe, I think it kind of pales in comparison a little bit. And I don't think that's necessarily a problem with it. Definitely. it, it, It makes it go lower in my list because I feel like other films have since done it better and i think at the time this was this was really interesting and fun and new but since we've gotten more since it hasn't helped um and the other thing was that when i was watching it again i just felt like this was a rehash of iron man's story and it kind of it 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 kind of bored me a little bit Mm. because it because of the jokiness and a lot of the jokes really like a lot of the quippiness really stands out to me in this film because a lot of people have complained that they want their Doctor Strange to be a little more serious, um, which you do get in um, in Infinity War. Yeah, like He's yeah, totally I think, he, I think Doctor on Strange the mantle by that point. And, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. And, I think yeah. I think Doctor he, Strange is a lot better in Infinity War and Endgame. I agree. Um, Maybe not. But Endgame, I think that's the, definitely Infinity War. He has that moment. He's just he he does the, the number. He does the finger thing and plays like, with, he plays with some water. He's like, yay! Yeah, we were all like, it's like, look, he's he's doing a thing with water. Oh, he raised yeah. his finger. What could it mean? I, I didn't know what it meant the first time. I was I felt you so didn't. dumb. I was like, what, I'm like, what is he pointing? Is, what, we're looking up. What's going on? What's up with us? So, yeah, uh, but like, if he just brought it to kinda... his lips and was like, shh, <laughs> and Tony's yeah, just but... like. What? <laughs> yeah. Did someone snap? What do I do? But uh, but that's that's kind of my biggest 
problem is just it felt like I had seen this already in the universe when I was doing the rewatch and it kind of just made me a little bored. I do quite love the the final battle and that it's not really a final battle. It's just annoying to Dormammu into submission. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite and dying things. dying over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, dying over and over again. I do want to comment um, on the scene right before Dormammu where the he shows up and the final bat battle has already happened. Like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Like every, the city's already to already destroyed, and I was like, okay, that's kind of neat because for the last x amount of years, they we show up just super, in time, right? They, we've been watching superhero movies. There's a big blue light in the sky, and everybody's racing to stop the big, you know, uh, city from being destroyed or whatever. This one, he shows up and he has to reverse time and fix it on the way back, and I'm like, that's, yeah, that's yeah. actually kind of cool. I, I I do quite like that. Um... And yeah, I, I think I think it does a lot of interesting things with the third act, but I think the rest of the movie is just stock, stock standard. And I think the most interesting stuff was the magic, uh, and the world. In retrospect, there. it's kind of yeah, yeah. And I think in retrospect, it's kind of it's kind of been done since, and because of that, it kind of drops in in comparison. Also, um, some people have complained that uh, he learns magic too fast. Um, he is there for like a year. Yeah, he's there for like a year, but I think. Um, I do kind of agree that maybe they could have shown more. Like, it doesn't feel in the movie like it's been a year. We have to be told that outside of it. I think um, it's totally, I think it's totally adequate because he's. And I, I agree with the time time progression thing that could have been done better. But like, in terms of oh, he didn't. It, it was too fast. It's like, yeah, he's also a get. He's also a super genius. And yeah, he's a gifted no, no, no. learner. I'm, so I'm, yeah, I'm fine with him being there for a year. But I think the film should have done a better job of telling us that it was a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I'm with you. And like, and also, a lot of people were irritated because they felt like Dormammu didn't put up much of a fight. <laughs> and so, I heard a really interesting. Um, I think it was from Colt Popshire. I heard a really interesting uh, pitch for how to fix that. Just like a small thing is, um, you know, Doctor Strange has the classic gray streaks on either side, like on his temples. Give it to um, him after. Give it to him after. Yeah. Like it would have. It would have just like immediately would have been just like oh he's been there for like thousands of years you know <laughs> yeah because he doesn't then, start the movie with them he gets them later yeah but he gets them later like during his training whereas i think he should have gotten them like i think if he had gotten them like he hadn't had them when he went to see dormammu but he has them when he comes back i think it would have just kind of it's it's telling you without telling you you know what i mean well no he does because um, he doesn't have it but the thing is he gets cleaned up so quickly i will say that that like he has the long hair you see him with the circles, and then he cleans himself up, and then he starts training. But he cleans himself up, and then he has the the gray, the streaks. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I'm with you. If he had just waited a little, if they had like had him get cleaned up, maybe like have a halfway point or something like that, and have him get cleaned up right right before yeah. the battle, then it's like okay, yeah. The or even show him looking in the mirror over and over again, and then you see like he gets cleaned up, and you see the gray, and it's like oh, he's been there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good while. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I think let, let me let me explain how I would have directed the movie. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I think yeah, just a couple things, and it, I don't know. It just uh, I've heard the saying that this is the worst good Marvel movie, and I kind of agree with that. Um, I don't. Nobody else is wrong. Okay. Uh, I, I hold I hold firm in my uh, in, so. Well, good. Uh, are you ready to move to the next one, guys? Good. Yeah. What should we got? All right. Well, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have it sitting at an 11. Wow. Wow. Okay. Doesn't Zach? you go? I've got a three. Okay. I've got a one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I it is. Yeah. It is my. It's incredible. Favorite Marvel movie. 
It is, I understand some of the complaints, but <laughs> everyone else is wrong. Um, no, uh, yeah. it, it is... I'm honestly, like... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it is legitimately, like... It is one of... It is a triumph in making a comedy that makes you cry. And I didn't mm. think that Guardians of the Galaxy would make me cry at any point. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, I think to be fair, I think one of the biggest faults of this movie is a lot of the comedy. <laughs> it... it like Taserface is one of the worst jokes in history. Um, that is that's fair. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of my biggest fault. And like that's kind of like the emotional core of this film is so Strong. much stronger than the first oh one, God. and it just it builds off the first one perfectly. And like I cry at Yondu's death scene every, every time. single time. It's so annoying, and it's like, but it's amazing. And, <laughs> so. and like and the fact that he ends the film on Rocket shedding a tear is perfect. Yep, like that's the ending shot, and like just. Oh, it's so good. But the like, to be fair, uh, this one. So three and four are Guardians two and Guardians, um, and they flip a lot for me depending on how irritated I am with the comedy at the time. <laughs> but other than that, and also this one has one of the best, most personal villains in the series. Yeah. Like what we're, we were talking about, how in Civil War when Iron Man learns that uh, Bucky killed his mom, he like punches him right away. Uh, I love that scene when Peter learns that his dad killed his mom and he just immediately just shoots the crap out of him. Like the mom's weird. dying in these movies. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so that's that's, that's, that's kind of why we love it. Garrett, why do you hate it? I don't hate it. It's 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 right it outside. Come, it's number it's like... <laughs> No, why do you hate oh, it? It deserves top ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the uh, the emotional core, yes, is there, but I did feel like it felt like it, it was like a checklist and it was like okay these two characters need a moment these two characters need a moment these two characters need a moment these two characters and it was just going through and giving you like okay now the Dra- drax and mantis part okay now the drax that part is part. and then that's a the, beautiful scene and that is the, a fantastic um, scene i'm sorry you know you i agree with what you're saying i just that, that's a fantastic scene I'm the like, gamora and nebula part now the gamora and peter part now, you know like it was like <laughs> it felt like a series of parts in a sitcom almost and bad because I, I feel like gratification from seeing these characters interact together and express their emotions about each other or, you know, Yandu and Rocket's part specifically is wonderful. Um, I think it's one of my favorites in the Guardians uh, uh, duo. Sure. But also, I felt like, you know, in my opinion, I heard someone describe it this way and I was like, yeah, that that makes sense. That That's kind of how I felt about it. It was... Guardians of the Galaxy is riding a roller coaster, and the Guardians of the Galaxy Two is riding a roller coaster, the same roller coaster again. And it's like, well, yeah, but it's never going to meet that first time when I didn't know the turns and the outcomes and the, you know, uh, uh, the loops and the thrills or whatever. Like, I'll never experience it. I'll never experience it being having the Guardians of the Galaxy be the Guardians of the Galaxy the same way I did the first movie. Sure, I, I saw this more as a progression of the characters. You know, you in the yeah. first one, you kind of get introduced to them, and they're kind of thrown together. And this one, they actually become kind of a family. Sure, and if it wasn't a progression of a character, it'd be much lower on my list. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think also, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, also uh, one of the best things that this movie does is it kind of goes bigger and better in a lot of ways. Like a lot of people love the style of the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and this one just takes that and amps it up. Like if you if you take a still from like any moment on the surface of ego's world it's like one of the most visually stunning shots you know like shot 
No, yeah, I, that's that, why that, I said that, on the that, surface. That, that shot in particular, that, that, that's the actual shot yeah. they're talking about. No, I'm, specifically, I'm talking to... I was talking it's just about Pac-Man the, attacking a thing. It's like I, it's like I was talking about the moment when um when we've Gamora come too far with CGI just by herself. <laughs> but like but like the visual eye candy is amazing in this film and it really builds off the first film. For me the reason I love it so much it it's it's for those character moments. It's for those moments. Mm-hmm. It's when um when Mantis, when Drax is saying they're looking at the sunset and he's talking about his family and Mantis sits down with him and touches him. And because she can like feel feelings, and she just starts like bawling her eyes out. It's like, mm-hmm. dear God, that tells you so much about Drax's character in two seconds. It's like, mm-hmm. and it's done so well. It's not just like he is sad, guys. Drax is sad, but it's like it's actually showing you something, and it's in a powerful way. Like that's amazing. The Yondu rocket stuff. It's like it, it, it did something that very few of these movies do. And that is that it, it, these movies do focus on character, but they could focus. But this movie is just like. We're gonna actually like really focus on the characters, and then there's a bunch of characters, and everyone's gonna get a moment. Everyone's gonna get that progression because you're gonna like these characters went from bad to kind of not as bad in the last one. Now we're gonna push them into becoming more people in a way. You know, it's it's like, mm-hmm. and I yeah. cared about a, a, a raccoon and a blue guy, and I cared about like their story and their history and like a related to it. I'm like, dear God, that's kind of amazing, and I cared about a big green gray guy who was mad all the time, you know so like yeah 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 and yeah absolutely and i think also i can kind of see some people getting irritated with almost the structuring of the film because the film is structured around having those moments for the characters oh for sure i, I do because, understand that yeah yeah and i could see like that being it's like one something right that puts another. it below it's like they're yeah and I can see that being something that puts it below the first Guardians, but I think just for me and for Zach, the the character moments are just so impactful that it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and and I I do fully admit, yeah, it's not structured as well as the first Guardians. The plot isn't as interesting as the first Guardians. The first Guardians feels like a very tight film. This one, the, there seems to be a lot of meandering. There's not a lot. Yeah, there's, not as like much the, downtown the... As, there's not so much downtime as a lot of people seem to believe. But it there, but it feels like it because half the characters are just kind of sitting around for half the movie. Yeah, the only reason the villain is any good is because he's Peter's dad. Like, I can kind of, like his plan is very generic and everything, and I can kind of get behind a lot of those complaints. Yeah, but, but I mean that's the character. The character is Peter's dad. Yeah, exactly. If he, yeah, if yeah, he yeah, wasn't, no, that, it saying. wasn't like that was tacked on. That was, that was that's the point of the character. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I, I I do get it, and I get that people. Um, this is this Guardians one and two are my favorite films from this this universe those are one and two right yep um two and one is my it's it's two then one but um so so when i the reason i love two so much is because guardians for a long time was my favorite and two just focused on the characters and the characters what i loved uh too it wasn't the comedy it wasn't the music it wasn't anything else it was the characters themselves and they really focused in on that so that's why i love it but for everyone else it's like yeah there are problems i'm like yeah i totally agree i totally understand and and if and if it's not your favorite i totally get it uh but it's mine and uh yeah i think guardians is um if the trilogy comes out um and it's anywhere close to the quality of two because like i'm not bagging on two i just yeah sure yeah there's just other films you like better yeah um if if three comes out and it has anywhere near the quality of two then it will be the best trilogy in the mcu hands down right now it's captain america in my opinion but until (laughs) guardians comes out 
I mean, it's I think it it's kind of a case, no yeah. brainer that it's Captain America, but <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you could argue. Well, never mind. It's like we've got four Avengers films. You can't say it's the Avengers um, unless yeah. you throw <laughs> Age of Ultron out. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I think we can probably move on. Um, so the other uh, second film we got in 2017 was Spider-Man: Homecoming. Garrett, I have it at number seven. Okay, I've got Jack? it at uh, number ten. Okay, you guys are gonna hate me. I've got it at number two. Oh my goodness! No, that's fine. Yeah, I mean you're a Spider. Okay, so you're a Spider-Man boy. I know that. But... Yeah, I am. You're a I am a huge, boy. <laughs> I am a huge Spider-Man fan, as this podcast has uh, been evidence to. Um, and I think Homecoming just hit everything that I wanted from a Spider-Man movie that I haven't gotten in all the other ones yet. Mm. Um, and I understand a lot of the complaints about. Um, it not necessarily having as much of the emotional core that the Raimi films have. Um, however, I feel like this film gives me enough that I'm happy with this version of, of Spider-Man. Um, and we'll get to it later, but I think the two Spider-Man films are evidence that this is a much different version of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, this oh, yeah. is like a, this is, this is not comic book Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man in the MCU. And I think one of my favorite things about this film is this is the first one in the MCU where it's like, what would a, a person on the ground react to the rest of the universe like? Um, like, in both Spider-Man films, and again, we'll get to the second one, but in both Spider-Man films, the villains are ones that are reactions or or, or um, byproducts of actions from the heroes, specifically Tony. Um, and... I just, I just love that these films are structured around the idea of how would a high schooler react to the MCU. Um, and even though he's a high schooler with powers, it's like, you know, that's kind of what they're for. And they're a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Um, Spider-Man is actually a high schooler for once, and that's one of my favorite things ever. Um, the villain is absolutely perfect in this film. Uh, the villain twist is still, like, even re-watching it knowing that it's coming. That scene where he opens the door and just the mic drops and my gut just drops and you're like oh crap you know like that is a fantastic <laughs> and, moment and that whole scene he's up the light and, and, the light and it turns green and then he's like it turns and he's green. like really and then the second he says really on the second he, he, he you see him realize it he, yeah it, it, turns it, it, turns, and it's like, it turns green and he oh, goes God. good old spider-man Man. like that is incredible <laughs> i'm so scared michael keaton michael keaton acts the shit out of this role mm-hmm. like <laughs> it is this he, film... he is legitimately my favorite actor um and i don't yeah, think he's... and i for a long time he did not get the credit he deserved and he's come up in a bunch of stuff now and then birdman yeah and then birdman <laughs> and the found if you guys um, haven't seen the founder or spotlight some of his best roles and it's some of the most interesting okay. stuff so yeah i i didn't mind the uh um, I didn't mind the founder, but when I saw Spotlight, I was like, "Okay, this is Oscar bait. I'm done." Like, <laughs> it, is, it is Oscar bait, and the and the um Moving and uh, the subject matter is kind of tough, but it but it's actually it is worth watching. Um, yeah. it reminded me of Zoe, anyway, which if you want to see if you want to see, right see to, um, Mysterio and Tony Stark uh, in the same room. <laughs> oh, that's so. Zodiac. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recently well, we'll get to that when we get to yeah. Mysterio. Oh, yeah, but uh. Yeah, I, I just I love this movie. Um and I I, I can I understand a, a lot of people Zodiac does. Oh yeah. Um I can I can understand a lot of people complaining that this isn't comic book Spider Man, but I'm okay with that. Problem? So that's kind of my biggest and thing. I, we, yeah, I, exactly. I don't see because the, because like leave it alone, dog. Like <laughs> Yeah. Like we're getting Oh, uh, you guys better look out. It's it's the next movie. Let's it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I also I think um 
I think uh, this is something that Richard over on Cold Popster says a lot, and I kind of agree with him that just because a reboot of something isn't as good as the original doesn't negate the original. Like you still have the original right, to enjoy. Yeah. And and also like I feel like we're getting so many comic accurate versions of Spider-Man right now that I'm almost Yeah, but on board at for the same a different time, version to of pretend, to pretend that the original doesn't exist because your new one is inferior to the original is not you can't just go uh, I can't believe people are making comparisons to the original. So yeah, of course they're making comparisons to the original, and they're just as justified as you are to say it's a different thing. They're just as justified yeah, no, to say I'm... the other thing was better. And, and then and no. then people get all upset and they're like, "Well, it's new." It's like, yeah, okay, the new one's better. No, yeah, the old I, one was I, better. I, we can not... say that, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Also, like the world has a tendency to act like source material is the end all be all, and like you can't improve on a story. Like not all of the comics are good. Oh, I agree, and, I, and I'm and I and I'm with, and I'm and I'm you know and I'm with you. Written garbage, like sure. And, and I do, with, I do, I do of, agree. I think that... there's a lot of things out there where people are too focused on the source material. I'm I'm just against the idea that we have to disregard source material altogether. We have to disregard the original, we have to disregard what came before. It's like that's you can't fair. Do that's that. fair. You, you have to okay, acknowledge the fact that you're doing something that's been done before. And if people criticize and say that what was done before was better, then you can't sit there and go, "You can't say that." Yes, they can. They can say that. No, yeah, I, you know. I, I I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I, I I'm, that's think, not you. I don't man. think I'm, I'm trying. I, to... I promise you, okay. that's not. I'm not saying that to you. I, I've okay. heard that argument a hundred times. I'm just, I'm sick of it. So and that, okay, was, yeah. that well, was a rant for other people somewhere else. You yeah, know? and I think I don't, I don't necessarily like, like I think we are getting technically better versions of of spider-man and other media right now like i think spider-man ps4 is a better and more comics accurate version of spider-man than homecoming um but like i don't it's a different media and also i'm just i'm all on board for all these different versions of spider-man like i think we are getting like i said comic accurate versions of spider-man in ps4 and into the spider-verse um like so i'm okay with having this one be kind of his own thing spider-man so like if if Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man had kicked off a universe, it'd be a completely different thing. Like you'd have yeah. you'd have I don't know fucking Wolverine be the guy from you know it'd be Hugh Jackman's X-Men guy. You know what I mean? Like it'd be very yeah, different universe. Yeah. Like this this universe was already established without a Spider-Man, so fitting a Spider-Man into the universe had to make sense. Like there's yeah, and I think that's why the reaction exactly. like making Spider-Man a reaction to the MCU is a perfect way to fit him into an already established universe and. I, I, I'm for one glad they didn't do the uh, great power, great responsibility storyline again. Like I'm over the head with that my entire life. <laughs> like yeah. I don't need that again. So like to have, and also like it's just Spider Man. Like every Spider Man that I feel like we have ever, even in PS4 Spider Man, like they skipped. Um, and like this is the first time that they modern modernized. I can't even say the word right now. The teenager aspect of Peter in film, because like Tobey Maguire was like, it's a altered reality almost. Like the world didn't work the way you know. What I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. It's like it felt old. Like it felt like yeah. But like being a teenager was very. It was still very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like Jughead comics. It was still like bullies and, you know, <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. Like this Peter Parker is like, it is the Snapchat era. Like, I don't see how that, you know, like that just makes perfect sense. Cause like 
believe it or not, that's the crowd they're marketing these movies to. So, like, yeah, yeah. Any, Zach, do you have anything you want to say? Or um, I, I agree um, up to the first one, and then I have I have some issues with. Okay, well, we'll yeah. get to the second one, but but yeah, uh, yeah. So that's kind of my opinion, and I just I love this movie. I recently got it on Blu-ray, and I'm, I'm kind of want to watch it later today. Uh, so I really like it. Um, uh, is it my favorite Spider-Man film? It is not, but I really like it. Sure. Yeah, I think personally this one I think is my favorite, but that's just me. Um, although technically I think in Spider-Verse is a better Spider-Man movie. But sure, you, yeah, yeah, whatever. You can't argue that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a better Spider-Man movie, but I think I enjoy Homecoming the most. Um, but yeah, so next we have uh, Thor Ragnarok from 2017. Garrett? It's in my top five. It's number five, baby. All right. Zach? Um, sorry, I was looking at my list. What was the movie? Ragnarok uh it is number nine okay yeah. and for me it's number six okay pretty solid all around it's in all of our top yeah. tens yeah 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 what do you guys think i hated ragnarok when i first saw it agreed okay so i have a really complicated <laughs> ragnarok relationship but garrett you go first okay um so most notably i think it's been brought up a million times before i got over it because i think it was con- i don't i don't know i i was upset about Losing the hammer and then the hammer inside him bullshit. <laughs> I was, um, that I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. had a moment where, like, what is happening? Like, I felt like the growth of or halted there for a moment, and especially, I mean, they they further because then it grew on me, and then they muddied it more in Infinity War. So like. A lot of people say that Thor Ragnarok Infinity War this era is a course correction, but almost I'm like curious about because I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like Thor Ragnarok felt like a direct ref, like not reference, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? God damn it. Um, response to the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. They were like, those did well. Let's do that. But Thor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And yeah, so that actually that actually plays into why I had such a complicated relationship when this came out. Um, when I saw the trailers for this, I was really mad that they were gonna basically do Guardians of the Galaxy, but Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was just gonna be you know a Guardians of the Galaxy ripoff, uh, and I basically wanted to hate this movie. So I went and saw it like day one or two in theaters, um, and I came out confused. Um, I had like, cause I honestly, I, I came out confused because I wanted to hate the movie so bad that when the movie was so good, it confused what I thought of the film. So I went and saw it again with like, okay, I, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. Let me, let me go check. And I watched it again and it was like one of my favorite Marvel movies. I think Ragnarok is like incredible. And I think, yes, it kind of is Guardians of the Galaxy-esque, but I think that's just because I think people say that because, like, not necessarily you, but, like, I think that's kind of said just as a generalization of making space fun and colorful. Um, right. And I think this is, in, in that... My opinion of it has changed, but was very negative about the Guardians thing. Um, you know, like, especially, you were referencing the trailer, like, you give us colorful, you give us space, and then you give us a rock song. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah yeah I've and i think this before <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i think it seems familiar <laughs> yeah and i'm glad it reminds they didn't... me of the I... other movie uh for <laughs> the dark world you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm glad that i'm glad that they didn't 
do a whole soundtrack that it's that it was just that uh that it was just that one song from led zeppelin um i forgot the name um a great song yeah yeah and i don't know i think the direction was really good and i think the idea of starting uh, an arc that goes from here to Endgame and presumably will continue on to the next Thor film where you're tearing down Thor is a really interesting one. And this is kind of a peek into the video that I'm working on right now. But basically, um, Thor has kind of been a pillar of the Marvel Universe up to this point where he hasn't really lost. And he kind of his, his character growth kind of stagnated after the, his first film. So I quite like that in this film you know you take a character that hasn't really lost in this universe so far and you strip him of everything yeah. and i i quite like that as like a as a concept and i think this film really executed it well yeah i, just, I really like this movie zach what do you think um i like this movie when it came out and in my opinion never changed i was like that was good and then uh and then here i am two two three years later going that was good um yeah. so yeah no that's fair enough yeah i, yeah. I, I, one... I enjoyed it it was good Dollar. Yeah. I walked away thinking it was like, like it was the first Marvel movie that I walked away thinking this is filler. Like I was like, this is this oh, meant, yeah, sure. wow. this meant nothing to the like to the world. And like I was like, because Thor just ends up in the same spot. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Loki's it's, alive. It's I disagree. Like, so I disagree yeah. so strongly. But I, it's kind of like that episode leave that to my Z video. where they driving cars. You didn't need that episode. I, I, but I, we remember that episode. And we remember it forever because of the episode where they drive, where people who can fly drive cars. And it, and it made me very happy. And it, to this day, it makes me very happy. So, yeah, no. Filler isn't always bad. So It isn't. It isn't. Good filler. Yeah. Uh, bad filler is bad. That's all it has to do. But, I mean, Thor Ragnarok has obviously grown on me. Um, I think, um, I don't know why. Like, I feel like the characterization of Thor is simultaneously being fixed, but also muddied. At the exact same time, um, yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like there's enough evidence to argue that they've ruined Thor and that they've fixed him. Like there's, if if they had taken oh. what they did in Endgame and they had just gone forward with it, then I would, then I would be like, no, they did a great job, but they yeah. didn't. And sorry, not Endgame, Infinity War. Yeah. Endgame. I know Dante has a video on it, and I've gone back and forth. At one point, I was like, yeah, no, this is good. Now, upon reflection, I'm like. Is it though? No. I flip flop like all the time. Yeah. I think okay, so I have a I have a very strong no pro line. opinion. I have a very strong pro opinion on Endgame, and I don't really want to get into it because I'll spend like literally half an hour explaining what my half an hour video is on. But like you know, anyone that's curious what my opinion on Thor Thor's character journey through the MCU, go watch that video. It's probably it, it's gonna be out soon. I'm like halfway through editing it right now. But I honestly, I'm I'm pro Ragnarok. I think Ragnarok has serious repercussions for Thor as a character, and I mean, I guess that's technically filler for the rest of the universe. But I think for Thor as a character, it has serious repercussions. And then I am very much pro Thor in Endgame, in Endgame. Um, and I have very specific reasons why that I'll outline in in my video. But I don't. Again, I don't want to get into it here because it requires a lot of explaining. So podcast and then been one big commercial for Dante's YouTube yeah. video. <laughs> I just, this, I really like this YouTube yeah, video that he's been working on since for like five years. It's, it's you know, yeah. No, I, it, it's my magnum opus to Thor. Uh, no, but uh, uh, like honestly though, like if I wanted, Thor? no, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, if I if I wanted to get into it here, it would actually take like a solid fifteen minutes, and we don't have that kind of time. Magnum um, Odin, Odin puss. 
Was that word? No, it's not about Odin. That, did, here, that Odin. makes me very uncomfortable. Like Hunter's images, I didn't. Odin. Odin. <laughs> just the last part. Anyway, Odin, yeah, though. but like, just yeah, I I quite like Thor, and I quite like his him and Endgame and and Ragnarok. Um, yeah. Anyway, anything else you guys want to say about Ragnarok? Um, Mark Mothersbaugh. That's it. Real good. Carl Urban. Yeah. Um, is balling as a beard, and I like him. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So moving on to Black Panther in 2018. Where do you guys have that? Well, okay, this is right at the, of like, I think I told you, Dante, I think we were talking outside of this, uh, the podcast, like 10 through like, I think I was saying like 10 through 20, like is not 10 through 20. I think it was like 10 through 16 on my list kind of like can move ebb and flow like most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Like um, right now he's at, when I made the list, he's at 10. Well, I don't know. Like I'm looking at it now and I'm like 11's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I might push that up. Like, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. There's a lot of uh, editing to do on this, and it never is going to. I'm never going to be satisfied with it. But right now, he's at ten. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Zach. Uh, he's at sixteen. Bad. Okay. For, for me, it's he's at right underneath Avengers. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. For me, he's at thirteen. He's my uh, my third favorite of the origin story movies, below Captain America, the First Avenger, and uh, Ant Man. Yeah. I think I think this movie's good, but it's not. I don't know. I think the most interesting stuff is Black Panther reacting to what his father's, his forefathers set up as far as like how Wakanda involves itself in world politics. Which is, um, which is pretty interesting for a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I quite like that idea. And I quite like that the villain is like, like one thing that people have highlighted that I actually quite agree on is that um, one of the best things that Black Panther does is the villain actually changes the hero's opinion. Um, it's just that the villain has an extreme version of what to exactly, change. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and I quite, I, I do quite like that. No as one's well. saying Killmonger's um, right. People just say he's got a point. <laughs> yeah, there's a. It, it's, un, it's unfortunate that what we do, he does what we should do, which is we should look at someone's extreme, but then consider their point and maybe kind of grow and cha- shape our own point. But yeah. what people actually do is they tend to look at the extreme on the other side and then use them as an example of why the other side is wrong. And so mm-hmm. there's this never-ending yeah. like extremist push where both sides are pushing against each other and they're just getting further and further away until yeah. Uh, until, yeah. until we end up with the new Balupa in office and no one can agree on anything. And we're all arguing. And why are we here? And what's going on? Yeah, oh, yeah. please, God. Um, yeah, I think so. the Black Panther... Um, so like a lot of people argued that... Um, uh chadwick boseman and black panther like the actual emotional like um way he reacts to killmonger isn't like well done i heard people complain about you know like he's very stagnant he um he's just like a static king and like he's just stoic and stuff like that but if you like there's that the one scene where um they've arrested killmonger on the outskirts of wakanda and he has claw uh, a dead claw uh, R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, um, Claw is great. By the best way, best villain in the city. That's one of the best villains. And uh, yeah, and that's that's that's. Some people complain about that. That people are like, the best villain was white. <laughs> Monger's a better villain than. No, I know. I think Killmonger's a better villain. I, I just, I just also like. Con- but Claw's fun. Oh, yeah, Claw is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. But there's there's the theme where at, at that point Black Panther already knows who Killmonger is. He knows what is happening. Like. Yeah, he's he's already figured this out, 
and he's like, take him away, you know, get him out, get him out of here. He was just <laughs> Which like, I respect, I respect that for once the hero's like, no, freak, get him out of here. <laughs> like, absolutely, yeah, he no, like, I'm I don't happy want here. Secret coming out, I, you know, put him in prison for life and we'll forget about this, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, um, kind of somebody cool on his, yeah, which is, it's, it's like in that moment, you're like, Black Panther, yeah, he's. He is human. He's like, fuck it. I don't want problems. Let's get him out of here. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I love that scene. And then him um, and then Killmonger announcing his lineage to the throne and stuff. It's just like that. It's it's awesome. Yeah. 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 And like like Killmonger's death scene at the end where he's looking at the sun right. is a really beautiful scene. Um, I think it it has the problem of the, the final battle is a big CGI fight between two Black Panthers. Um, yeah. But like, I don't you know, I don't know. I think, I think in general, this film like Doctor follows Strange the is a big a, CGI a, fight with two wizards. Like, like yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think, strange, I think it follows man, a lot of the beats. I think Black Panther follows a lot of the beats of the of a of a generic origin story, but has a really interesting points to make. It has some spin think, on it, I think. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the pro to the film. I think the biggest thing that's kind of hard to appreciate for some of us is that um, you know, this was one of the first movies that didn't just celebrate. Um, African Americans, but they celebrate Africans. It was like you know, when, mm-hmm. for yeah. years, for for since the film has been around, like look at how any African nation is is portrayed, and it's either someone to be pitied, or it's like a warlord. It's like they never portray right any in no, them in right. any way. That's that's and I think, in a good light. And I think and that so, is a. Yeah. I think that is a big pro to the film yeah. that I can't really relate to, and I think that's part of the reason that it's it's lower in my personal list is just because it's not as big of a thing for me, but I can see and understand that yeah. it's a big cultural thing for it's, it's interesting for... for us because it's like, you know, we're all, we're all white and it's like, you know, we grew up in, we all grew up in the U S and it's, it, we're all going like, you know, when I first saw it and people were like losing their mind over, it, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I don't understand why people are losing their mind. It's like, well, yeah, I had, representation like the white guy was the hero for most of my life yeah yeah the white american was always the hero you know he's coming in with a bald eagle he's riding the bald eagle he's firing guns you know he's He's standing in front of the american flag yeah and it's like it's like we win we're always the winner we it's like this you know obviously and it's like these people haven't had that since the 30s so yeah yeah and 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 these guys haven't had that and now all of a sudden they have a chance not just someone from africa but like an african nation like showing that Instead of showing doom and gloom, and you're someone who's like, and you're this and you're that, it's and like, showing like African pride, yeah, and it's like, and you don't see that all, all that often. So when people like and who lost their minds and thought this is amazing, we love this, we love this, we love this, it's like, it's like, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I know some people had issue with it, but I'm glad it got in the Oscars. I'm glad because it it had a cultural impact that it shows like. Hey, there, sure. it's a world. We're, we're a world now. We're no longer just you know each each individual nations. Like the internet has made us a world, and it's like, oh, there's other audiences out there, and there's other people right. that want yeah. to be represented and shown. So, yeah, I think and because I think of that, that, you know, because of, it was a superhero movie. It took a superhero movie to get us to this point. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think because of that, that's a great. Like I think Black Panther because of that is is a great film that just it doesn't necessarily apply to me and i think that's good does that make sense oh, like okay yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah Donnie I think just hates black people that's, that's all he said <laughs> um don't do that please <laughs> we called you a nazi we've said you hate black you people. called me a nazi <laughs> uh, to be fair i called i i got you guys to to i got to call you guys nazis too so it's okay yeah but um, you, yours was the only one that <laughs> <laughs> went on for so long was it though yeah like i think okay. ours i, I listened to like an episode 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, so, but yeah. yeah. A couple things. The casino fight is phenomenally yep. choreographed and filmed. I think Ryan Coogler did a great job filming this film. Um, I'm tracks awesome. Fucking like I listened to yeah, that on Spotify for like a good week or two after <laughs> uh, seeing the film. And I do want to quickly tell the like the story of me seeing it. I saw it late. Okay. And like this was like uh, the second day after it'd been out. So like it'd been out for a while, man. Like yeah. I I went then because I was like I don't want I you know I, I've heard it's been busy like forever. So like um and when I got there it was fucking packed. Like I was like what the hell? Like it's a it's an odd Tuesday and I get there and I'm standing in line. Like I stood in line outside of the theater where the film wow. started. And the craziest part, um, I'm standing there with like a, uh, I think I had a box of goobers and a Mr. Pib or something like that. And there is an, like, where do you live? (laughs) (laughs) I lived in Louisville, Kentucky at the time. Um, and the whole auditorium, like the, the hallway outside of the auditorium was full of people in, uh, like African, like traditional African garb and stuff, like dancing. And waiting to go see the movie, and I was like, "Where the fuck am I?" I was like, "This is awesome. <laughs> like this is awesome." I was like, "I like just so, I'm like the one white guy with a fucking Mr. Pib standing in there waiting to go see a superhero movie." Yeah, I love what tips you off was like people in African garb dancing, and, I, and, you, and mine was like a box of candy. I'm like, "What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> a box of goobers? No, what is that? Chocolate cover peanuts. No, I've never had that. Goobers? Yeah, there's a there's a brand name called Goobers. Oh, oh, I, oh! I, I think I've seen them in, uh, where I work. Yeah, yeah wonderful. No. Anyway, anyway, yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Starting um, our candy time. podcast uh, coming soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> la 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 la. This is the end. It's nice. <laughs>